Have you ever noticed that podcasts are a little like sharks? When they stop swimming, they die, and they can both smell blood from a mile away. So in the spirit of keeping swimming, I'd like to introduce you to TOS Plus. Putting my business pants on for a second, TOS Plus is our new premium membership thingamajig. It's the all-access pass to a growing library of exclusive horror, sci-fi, and WTF audio fiction, along with access to the regular TOS weekly stories in higher quality, a week early, and ad-free. Once again, that's exclusive episodes, ad-free, a week early, and higher quality audio. You'll also get access to the brand new TOS Plus Vault, where you can grab our ebooks, comics, and desktop wallpapers and all sorts of stuff. All of this is available today via our Patreon campaign, which includes juicy extras like Discord access, audiobooks, and merch. And if you're an Apple user, you can subscribe directly via the Apple Podcasts app. We're now in our eighth year of the podcast, and we've got so many cool projects on the boil none of which would be possible without the ongoing support of our listeners, specifically our premium subscribers, our super-powered patrons, and the many multi-dimensional voodoo priests air-guitaring to the TOS intro jingle. For more, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No. These are the other stories. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Black Leopard, Red Wolf, a new novel by Marlon James. Join Tracker as he is engaged to find a child who disappeared three years ago. He must break his own rules, joining a group of eight very different mercenaries working together to find the boy. Drawing from vivid African history and mythology, Marlon James weaves a saga of breathtaking adventure and powerful intrigue, a mesmerizing, unique meditation on the nature of truth and power. Black Leopard Red Wolf is out now in hardback and audiobook from Penguin Random House. Today's episode is Mark My Words, written by Andy Convict-Turner and narrated by Alexandra Elroy. 
Stand up straight, Richard. And take your hands out of your pockets. You'll have mushrooms sprouting from under your fingernails if you keep your hands in the dark all the time. And look at the state of your face. Grandma! Ricky protested in vain as his grandmother spat into a handkerchief and proceeded to scrub at whatever muck she'd perceived on his cheek. It was going to be a long weekend. He'd scarcely been bundled through her door by his parents as they rushed off for their anniversary weekend away before the scolding and reprimands had begun. He frowned as his face was clean despite his protests and he looked forward to a weekend of strict rules most swiftly followed by a warning of a terrible fate that breaking them would bring about. According to Grandma, watching TV made children's eyes square. Eating his crust would give him curly hair, all the more reason to leave them. And eating ice cream after a hot meal would give him kidney stones. So it was best not to fuss after dessert altogether. His grimace intensified. Don't pull faces, Richard. His grandmother bulldozed into his train of thought. The wind will change and you'll stick that way for good and all. You mark my words. Now then, his grandmother continued as she grabbed her pinafore from the hook by the back door and passed the strings around her waist. It's far too nice a day for a growing boy to be inside making idle. You need the fresh air and sunshine. Unless you have homework to be doing, of course. No homework this weekend, Grandma, Ricky said assuredly. While his grandma's house was a prison of do's, don'ts and constant reminders to always do one thing but never do another, it did back onto a large wood where Ricky could disappear and be left to his own devices, during daylight hours at least. The sooner he could get outside, the less likely he'd be given any chores to help with. What about Monday's spelling test? His grandmother returned. You know what we say about lies, Richard. That a liar's tongue wriggles like a dishonest worm, and if a bird sees you lying, it'll swoop down and peck it right out of your head. Sorry, Grandma. Ricky recited the tale in apology in a monotone drone, much like how his class recited their times tables in assembly each Friday. The next hour was spent at the kitchen table, glorious sunshine beaming through the window almost as though deliberately taunting the captive Ricky as he repeated the spellings of a list of 20 words, over and over, both on paper and aloud. After that, another half hour was spent writing sentences, which included each of the words. This was Grandma's idea. Ricky's escape was then further delayed by being tasked with scrubbing and peeling potatoes for dinner. Penance for lying, Grandma said. But then, finally, at last, he was free. Bursting from the back door of the house like a caged animal finally released into the wild, he bolted down the garden path, Grandma calling after him with a list of final reminders, her voice fading as he ran further from the house. Be back by dusk. Yes, Grandma. Stay clean. Grundle snarks steal dirty children to work in their minds. Yes, Grandma. Don't talk to strangers. I won't, Grandma. Safely out of earshot, Ricky sighed with relief and set to the important work of entertaining himself for the day. It was autumn and 
Despite the browning leaves, the weather was still mercifully mild, and the sun still kept the temperature high enough that the coat his grandma had forced him to wear was largely unnecessary. Despite being far preferable to being stranded inside at grandma's, a whole day outside, alone with no friends to play with, it proved quite challenging to think of activities to fill with after his initial rush from winning his freedom subsided. Ricky first set to work gathering conkers, and the jacket proved useful after all, as he stuffed his pockets full with any decent shapes he found. Preparing them for battle later would also give further relief from boredom when he had to return inside. Pockets full to bursting, he spent some more time trying to build a base in the low branches of a tree from fallen leaves and twigs. A task soon abandoned when, while on the hunt for more construction materials, Ricky came across a far more exciting discovery. The rope swing was simply that, a piece of rope with a thick knot tied at the bottom, lashed to the branch of a gnarled old tree at the bank of a shallow stream, the gentle babbling of which could be heard above the ambient sound of birdsong and the gentle breeze in the leaves. Reflexively dropping the twigs he'd gathered to the floor, Ricky admired the new discovery with awe, and wiping the mud from his hand onto his trousers, gripping the rope for a first tentative swing. At first, he simply lifted himself onto the rope, standing on the knot and tried shifting his weight to swing a little. The branches groaned slightly, but there was no sense that it would break. As his confidence grew, he began to leap onto the rope, using his momentum to swing further. Finally, Ricky felt ready to really test his swinging prowess. Taking the rope in hand, he began to back up, looking to gain height on the banks of the stream and get as good a run-up as he could manage to see how far he could swing out of the water. He took a deep breath and then... What began as a triumphant impression of Tarzan as he swung across the jungle canopy became a cry of panic as a clump of mud and leaves slipped from under his feet, causing him to mistime his jump, and then terror as he lost his grip on the rope and went spiralling through the air towards the stream. His yell ended with a splash as he landed face first into the water. (gasps) (coughs) Following an extremely ungraceful dismount, winded and panicked, Ricky scrambled to his feet and stumbled to the bank of the stream. Crawling out before sitting, resigned to the fact that he was soaked and filthy already, in some mud. His eyes briefly filled with tears when he noticed that he'd skinned both his palms in his fall, but they were quickly forgotten when, looking up, he saw the rope swing on the opposite bank of the stream. He'd clearly scrambled to the wrong side in his flustered state, I will now have to go back in to get to the right side. Shit, Ricky swore. You shouldn't swear. An unseen voice reproached him no sooner had the words left his lips. Turning, Ricky was met by the sight of an old woman standing behind him on the towpath on this side of the stream. Her grey hair was wiry and wild with tangles, and she carried a basket of what appeared to be items foraged from the woods. Mushrooms, berries, and twigs, mostly. The devil takes children who swear to serve seven years in hell for each and every bad word they utter you, mark my words. Ricky flushed at this, a similar story to the ones his grandma always nagged at him with. He had to listen to her, but not to some crazy old woods lady. Leave me alone, you old bat! 
Ricky shouted as he leaped up and waded back into the stream. Partly because he needed to cross anyway, and partly to distance himself from the stranger. Now that's no way to speak to your elders, Richard. The old lady called after him just as he reached the other bank. Doesn't your grandmother teach you any manners? Ricky winced. Of course this old woman knew his grandma. Everyone in these countryside places knows each other. Far from cooling his temper, however, this ongoing series of reprimands just made him more frustrated. Climbing out onto the correct side of the stream, he turned. My grandma mostly teaches me that imaginary monsters will get me if I don't behave, or that my legs will drop off if I do anything cool. Oh, and that it's okay to lie to kids if you're a dried-up old battle-axe that wants nobody to have fun. Grabbing a fistful of conkers from his pocket, Ricky dashed them into the water as an additional act of defiance. Far from looking shocked, the woman laughed, revealing a mouthful of crooked, discoloured teeth, the sight of which hastened Ricky's decision to turn and walk away. <laughs> You're a feisty one. Have you ever considered that your grandmother tells you to behave with stories because the alternative is just to tell you that you're being an ill-behaved little shitbag. Perhaps you prefer a lesson from me. With that, she cackled once again. <laughs> Ricky turned back and gave the woman the most taunting and ugly series of faces he could manage, screwing up his nose, sticking out his tongue and making the shape of antlers with his hands. But to his surprise, the woman was nowhere to be seen though he could still hear her laughter from seemingly every direction. Puzzled, Ricky lowered his hand and relaxed his face, only to find that it didn't return to normal. Confusion quickly turned to panic as he prodded and pushed at his face in a fruitless attempt to get his tongue to stay in his mouth or to have his nose straightened back out. As his panic rose, tears began to flow down his twisted face and he paced back and forth, as he struggled to think, his hands thrust deep into his pockets. He had been so concerned by what was happening to his face that he failed to notice the itching at first. It was only when something brushed his palm that he withdrew his hands and he stared in horror as white fungal growths visibly writhed and twisted at the end of each of his fingers. No! No! Ricky struggled to speak with his tongue still protruding from his mouth before brushing the translucent toadstools off onto the floor, only to see others immediately sprout to replace them. In desperation, he broke into a sprint back towards his grandmother's house. She'd know what to do! Though in his haste, he tripped on a protruding root and landed face down once again in the muddy puddle. He lay prone and motionless, wheezing as he began to cry feebly. Look at the state of this one. Ricky's eyes snapped open at the sound of a tiny voice from the bushes at the side from the path. Definitely doesn't belong to anyone. Another highly pitched voice chimed in. Ricky began to struggle to his feet, sliding in the mud as an eruption of voices came from the undergrowth in all directions. Take him! Grab him! One for the mines! He felt a tug at his ankle as he sped away, knees burning from the fall and not daring to look back. 
His lungs were on fire by the time he reached his grandmother's door, but he didn't even slow down, crashing into the kitchen and collapsing into her arms, sobbing. Richard, whatever has got into you, you're soaking wet. His grandmother was clearly startled. Ricky raised his face from where he'd buried it into her apron. Grandma, I... He could speak normally. Raising his hands to his face, he felt it had returned to normal. His hands, too, were no longer sprouting with invading fungus. He was okay. I fell into the stream. His grandmother held him at arm's length for a moment. Her face bore a gentle expression as she inspected him for injuries before speaking. I think you're safe, my little soldier. Clean as much of the mud off in the sink as you can, and I'll run you a hot bath. I made you an apple pie as a reward for the good work on your spelling. As you've had a hard day, maybe you can have a slice before dinner. With a kindly smile, she ruffled his mud-stricken hair and moved to leave the room as Ricky touched his face in astonishment, checking if he truly had recovered. Looking back at him, she paused in the doorway. Was it really just the stream, Richard? Nothing else? No, Grandma. I just slipped into the stream. She wouldn't have believed him anyway. His grandmother left the room and Ricky moved to the kitchen sink and switched on the hot tap to wash the smears of mud and tears from his face. Looking up with a start, through the window, Ricky saw a large black crow perched on the garden gate. The bird glared directly at him, and then, with a screech, spread its wings and flew straight towards the still-open back door. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Mark My Words was written by Andy Conrad-Turner, narrated by Alexandra Elroy, edited by Carl Hughes, and music by Melon and Tom Robson. Follow more of Andy Conrad-Turner's work at Twitter over at, at superandyt83 or over at hordecomics.com. This episode is brought to you by Black Leopard Red Wolf, a new novel by Marlon James. Join the hunter known as Tracker as he's engaged to find a child who disappeared three years ago. He must break his own rules and join a group of eight very different mercenaries working together to find the boy. Drawing from vivid African history and mythology, Marlon James weaves a saga of breathtaking adventure and powerful intrigue, a mesmerizing unique meditation on the nature of truth and power. Black Leopard Red Wolf is out now in hardback and audiobook from Penguin Random House. Until next time.